Hi, friends. Before we get started, I wanted to pop in with a quick note. We did have a little bit of technical difficulty partway through our recording, so if you hear the audio quality change and it sounds different, that's why. Thanks for bearing with us and for your patience. How do we respond to the true reason for this season without adding to our to-do lists? Well, we're going to talk about it today. I'm Ruth Jo Simons, and I'm so glad you're tuning in to this season of the Grace Lakes Podcast. My co-host E. Stipes and I are spending this month talking about what it looks like to make room for Christ in the midst of all the Christmas festivities, celebrations, family gatherings, school plays, and gift exchanges. It's so easy to hustle our way through what's on the calendar in December without stopping to reflect. So think of today's episode as a simple way to pause from the hustle and bustle and point your heart to Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Oh my goodness, when you were reading off the like Christmas festivities, celebrations, family gatherings, school plays, gift exchanges, I could like feel my anxiety rising with each one like oh yeah and then there's that and then I have to plan for that yeah, we should have had some dramatic music going in the background we should have it's like, coming dun, dun, dun. it's coming <laughs> how many days left you know it's that kind of uh, thing. countdown yeah. oh Ooh, my goodness man no. I know this season is so tricky sometimes right it's a season we want to be really thoughtful about and intentional with and then sometimes it just feels hard and then sometimes like we already said when we think about it and say, okay, I'm going to be intentional, it just becomes another piece of the to-do list instead of something that we're really doing from our heart. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we've already talked about this before too, but the reality is just that we feel the strain and the stress because we've we've made up in our minds the idea of what it must be. And so we allow our response to be anxiety and stress because of the end goal of like, it has to be perfect or it has to be beautiful or my kids need to remember this, some version of that, or it has to be peaceful. Let's be so stressed to make sure it's (laughs) peaceful. So today we're really going to talk about how we can actually respond to these truths we've been talking about through the Emmanuel book, through Prepare Him Room cards, however you're joining us, or if you're just listening and tuning in once a week here on the podcast, I hope and we hope that this season is helping you like posture your heart in a direction that is more peaceful this Advent season. So when we hear and consider the truths of how God um, has sent Christ in through him, we can replace all our um, crazy expectations. We can replace <laughs> all our sense of isolation that first week of posture. And we can also remember that it was his plan all along to redeem us. Then now, how do we now respond in this season and say, okay, with that in my mind, remembering the truth of the fact that this, this is the true celebration of Christmas, that, um, that in Christ, we have the gift that keeps on giving from now through eternity. How then do I respond? How then do I live in this moment? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to read a quote from Emmanuel that really sets up the conversation. Um, In it, you say, Christmas is more than sentimentality, tradition, or family celebration. It is a gift described by Peter as, quote, things into which angels long to look, 1 Peter 1.12. And such a tremendous gift given through Christ, promised by God, it compels a response. 
yeah, so when we've seen all of the things, like we've set up our posture, how we're approaching it, when we look at God's promises and how Christmas fits into the bigger story, it does compel some sort of response, whether it's good, whether it's bad, but hopefully it's a good one. It's one that's coming from a heart of faith. Yeah, and we um, have so many ways to respond and mm. by no means will we get to all of the responses, but in Emmanuel book, which um, was inspired by the prepare him room cards in the first place, we talk about responding with on wonder in faith, in repentance, in mm. thanksgiving, in loving and in worship. And those are just um, big categories of how we can respond. But I think one of the things that I notice about each of those responses, Eve, is that they're actually not adding really to our to-do list. They're not like, hey, yeah. you need to respond by um, taking out 10 minutes a day to do this checklist right. of things. Or right. you need to respond by spending more money, adding this to your routine or to your purchases. Yeah. There are responses that are responsive posture, actually, just like our week one. They're really heart responses. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm going to put down on my list today, like, go practice repentance. I mean, I actually could put that on my list and it would be doable, but it's more than just the actual task, right? It's the yeah. things that are coming out of our heart that become the natural overflow into how we respond and how we think about the season and how we talk about the season. And really, Maybe. when we look at those responses of on wonder, faith, repentance, thanksgiving, love, and worship, they're all perpetual. They are not checklist yeah. things. And so just because you celebrated Thanksgiving and you went down the list of all the things that you're thankful for, or just because you went to church on Sunday and you worship, or if you really did put on your, um, you know, set an alarm and said, hey, I'm going to have a time of just like confession and talking to the Lord about my heart and I want to repent, even if that's a practice in your life, yeah. that doesn't check it off the list and you go, I'm good now. I'm no, done. done. It's, yeah. it's that we have a, a surrendered heart a repentant heart of saying, I don't want to live in sin because I want to respond and remember every day, all the time that a good and loving God has saved me. And when we celebrate at Christmas, it's a reminder that sin is like, so not worth it. Hi, Eve here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Grace Lace podcast. If you're enjoying today's content, I think there are two products that you'll really enjoy from Grace Lace Shop. The Prepare Him Room boxed set includes a card for each day to accompany you between December 1st and December 25th, featuring Ruth's signature art on one side and a verse, short reflection, and discussion question on the other. This box set is perfect for displaying as part of your holiday decor and using around your dinner table. For short daily prompts that help you anchor your whole Advent season, grab a copy of Ruth's Advent devotional, Emmanuel, an invitation to prepare him room at Christmas and always. This beautiful 25-day journey features a daily devotional reading paired with a question to ponder and a suggested Christmas hymn to worship with. Both the Prepare Him Room box set and signed copies of Emmanuel are available at gracelace.com. You can also download a free discussion guide for Emmanuel, which is perfect for reading the book together in a group at ruthjosimons.com slash Emmanuel. And never fear. If you didn't catch all that, you'll find everything linked in the show notes for today's episode. Okay, so Eve, out of all those responses that we're talking about today, we just said that they're responses of the heart. They are perpetual responses. Mm -hmm. Which response comes to you most naturally? 
And mm. which response is the most difficult? Hmm. Interesting question. <laughs> um, let's see. I think in this season in particular, I think awe and wonder probably does come most naturally because it feels like a magical time of year, you know? So it kind of makes you, it brings about that response. And then when mm-hmm. you think about it in light of like the whole redemptive story mm-hmm. And, you know, you go to a Christmas Eve service and it's like, yes, like this is amazing. So I think that on wonder probably comes most naturally at this time of year. That may not be true perpetually, like year round when I think about the birth of Jesus. But at this time of year, that probably is the most natural one. I think the most difficult probably always (laughs) for me is repentance, like Hmm. taking that truth and letting it soak in enough to be like, yes, and I like I have sin that needs to be dealt with or mm. pausing enough to reflect, especially in the season. I think it's easy to just skip over, right? The calendar yeah, is sure. full and it's like, okay, let's move on. And so if I stop and pause and really think about it, yeah, repentance would be an overflow, mm-hmm. but it's not the first one that comes to mind in this season for me. It's interesting because as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, I think on wonder for me always comes more naturally. Like it's, yeah. it's really easy for me to be like, probably because I, live in a rural part of Colorado. I see lots of sky everywhere I go and I'm just always kind of in nature. So on wonder is, and and then it leads to worship. So that kind of comes pretty naturally for me. But for me, Thanksgiving is what's hard for me is that Mm. I feel like I have a grumbling spirit in me a lot. Um, Whether it comes out of my mouth or not, there's this part of me in my heart where I'm like, discontent or I'm frustrated and not even necessarily at somebody else, but in myself. So I'll be yeah. like um, frustrated at my own um, lack of self-discipline. And so then I'll have like some self-condemnation and I won't be thankful for the progress that I have made, or I won't yeah. be thankful for um, the ways in which, you know, we are seeing progress or we are seeing fruit, but rather feel frustrated that um, I'm not further ahead. So yeah. I see that. And and as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking, where's the disconnect, right? Well, how is it that mm. something comes naturally and then, wow, why is repentance so hard or Thanksgiving so hard? And I, I yeah. imagine that it has something to do with us being distracted, like the, the, the connection between being worshipful and having awe and wonder for our great God and then being like, and I. I feel like I deserve more than this, or <laughs> I'm not that bad. Like some version right. of that, that disconnect in the between, I think has something to do with us forgetting the truth. Yeah. And then kind of filling in with our own thoughts about our own lives. Right. Yeah. And isn't that really the problem that we almost always have? <laughs> and isn't that the goal of sanctification to not yeah. fill in with our own thoughts, but to be made more and more like Christ? Yeah. 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 And the truth is like, I do think when we start with awe and wonder, because it's not that awe and wonder itself is the only response because you, it, it compels us when we have awe and wonder for God and, yeah. and the gospel through Christ. We, it's not that we just can sit there and go, wow, that's so amazing. No, that's so amazing actually compels us to love others and to yeah. repent of our sin and to walk in faith um, but it has to start there, right? You can't just generate great faith or generate a, I'm going to, I'm going to really repent of my sin without being like, 
oh, but he's worthy. Yeah. The awe yeah. wonder causes us to say, Jesus is worthy of this yeah. response. And so what do you think we can do to cultivate a, um, a wonder for his worthiness this time of year? Yeah, I think that there are probably lots of ways to do it. I think one that comes to mind is like being with God's people. I feel like Christmas kind of Advent church services help really draw my attention well to the like magnitude of the story of what's happening when Jesus comes to earth and talking about it with other people and interacting with it. I think that helps build awe and wonder in myself. Like if I just think about it myself, I will be in awe and, you know, be like very like, okay, but something about talking about it, really rehearsing it with other people, Mm -hmm. with my family, with my friends, our small group at church. I think those things really help build that for me. What about for you? Okay. So I feel like I'm going to go on a limb and, and I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) All my disclaimers before I start this, I feel like this is superficial. So I'm going to say this, but I do think that when we like have twinkly lights everywhere and we make our homes all glowy and we sprinkle fake snow on things, (laughs) I, I do think that at some level in, in the human heart, we have a desire to magnify this, whatever it is that we think is worthy and beautiful. And if we are Christ followers, it's that we really do think and believe that the coming of Christ is our greatest hope and he is worthy. And so then you do somehow like decorate. And I think the original intent for all the tinsel and all the glowiness might at some level be a desire to um, cultivate awe and wonder. Yeah. But I I do think that, I mean, the reason why I hesitated was because I was like, gosh, I sure hope that doesn't become the soundbite that says, therefore, (laughs) go spend $1,000 on new decor. Go get it all. (laughs) Because this is a spiritual practice of cultivating (laughs) on wonder when you buy all new ornaments at Pottery Barn. No, that's that's not what we're saying. But I I do want to acknowledge that um, it's not just going to church. And the truth is when we go to the church service, most of our churches desired, why do we even do a candlelight service? Why do we have a choir? Why do we have, um, Mm -hmm. the lights and the beauty and the, the beautiful decor and the florals? I think because we're saying Jesus is worthy and we want to celebrate and all that. But I think one of the things that I want to focus on and remember is that if a non-believer comes to my home and and really a believer too, but if somebody wants, it comes to my home the awe and wonder is not going to come just because I bought really beautiful ornaments, even though that can be part of that celebration, part of the beauty. But think about what it feels like to come into your home. What does it Mm. feel like to have dinner with your family during the season? I kind of wonder if it's possible that I, I shouldn't even say, I wonder, I know this to be true, that if you have nothing but candles lit in your home and you decide to skip any other form of decoration, but you invite a friend over or a neighbor or a widow or anybody in your community for dinner and they pull up a seat and your family isn't stressed out and talking about a whole lot of stuff (laughs) that doesn't matter, but there's a hospitality and a warmth, which 
this is why we're talking about hospitality over at Graceless Collective right now in that new workshop. But if we're talking about that, then we're, we're talking about um, how to love one another and there's a warmth and a hospitality there. I actually wonder if we wouldn't bring somebody into a greater sense of awe and wonder because they yeah. see Jesus in our homes. They feel the warmth of Christ, a peace that is not normal mm -hmm. this time of year. And so, yeah. so I counterbalance my slightly superficial. Um, <laughs> so go by the anthro candle and that. Buy no. the anthro <laughs> candle if you want to. But, but the goal is like to yeah. say, whether you're decorating and going all out or you're deciding you're not decorating at all, we can inspire awe and wonder yeah. because we say Jesus is worthy and therefore we're going to create the ambiance mm -hmm. and we're going to show the warmth of Christ even in the way we show hospitality or interact with other people during the season. Yeah, and I think there's a real connection between, I mean, at Graceless we talk about it all the time, between beauty and truth, right? Like they mm -hmm. help adorn the gospel and those two things together really do set the, the table kind of for awe and wonder. Like when there's a beautiful setting, whether that means a really pretty tree or whether that is like a simple table setting with a little bit of glowy candles, you know, yeah. the combination of that helps kind of just tune our hearts mm -hmm. to look for something that's deeper and that warmth then provides an amazing platform to say like, yeah, this is because Jesus is worthy. Like this is the reason we celebrate and that changes how people respond. You said it so much better. You're hired. You so much <laughs> Why, better. thank you. Glad to know I have job security here. Job security. Um, okay, so what does worship look like for the Simons family during Advent? Is there anything different that you guys do out of the ordinary or anything you're thinking about for this year? Or is it kind of just like, no, we're doing like what's tried and true and works well to help us cultivate this all year round? Well, music plays a big part in our home. And so a one of the responses we try to have this time of year is to remember that like what we're thinking on or consuming the most will shape our hearts, you know? And so that yeah. matters all year round. It's not just this time right. of year, but it's more than listening to Christmas carols. It's, it might be some of that, but I think we really, we really recognize how intense it can feel this time of year. So we, yeah are like doing the dishes or setting the table or doing homework to some worshipful music. I'm on a deadline right now as we speak um, <laughs> where I need to turn in some artwork for a children's book that's coming um, in the next year. But it's pretty intense to have a, a work deadline right before the holidays. And I am listening to a lot of worship music to remind myself yeah. When I, when I'm not quick to remind myself. So I'm letting somebody else sing over me <laughs> yeah. scriptural truths, whether it's hymns or really solid praise music or even Christmas music. But I remind myself and worship, um, in a perpetual manner through what I'm listening to. Mm, I love that. We do actually have a good Christmas playlist. I think we did one for Emmanuel last year for Grace Lace on the Spotify channel. So mm -hmm. we will yeah. make sure we share it in these notes. But yeah, I love that. That's super helpful. I think for Team Stipes, man, I think that we focus a lot on Thanksgiving, which seems kind of silly because we've just celebrated Thanksgiving, but we have some intentional Thanksgiving practices that I feel like translate all the way through the 
the season of Christmas too. And I think that that helps us in a season when kids are getting gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, grandparents are the best and there are a lot of presents (laughs) and that's awesome. But also like we only have so much space. Um, No. So I think that helping our kids like focus on being thankful and connecting back to why is it that we give gifts? Like Mm -hmm. gifts are sweet and God is the best gift giver and he gave us Jesus. And so we're really thankful for that. And so I think having that Thanksgiving conversation through Advent helps us worship better. It just kind of shifts our focus. Mm -hmm. Because I think the thing that maybe I'd hope our listeners would take away from this conversation more than anything is that our response isn't, um, it's not just going to happen by default that we're not just going to be like, Oh, I heard the gospel truth presented, you know, either in a book or in a podcast or through my reading in God's word or at church. And I'm just automatically going to be somebody filled with faith and love and worship and awe and wonder. No, it's actually like an intentional response. We have to choose Mm -hmm. to put into practice and put into our routines, the very response we hope to default to. It's not just going to happen. And in some ways I pray and hope that we, um, practice. And like I say, regularly rehearse those truths all year long so that when we're in the Advent season, we default to what we've practiced the most. But I hope that that is what we come away with reminding ourselves that there really is, um, there is a practice here that we can start even now, even in the middle of the Advent season, it's not too late and it doesn't have to be life-changing, which is kind of why we always end (laughs) our podcast with what is the gospel truth here and what is one small thing we can do in response. And so it Mm. kind of is the heartbeat. Even I, when we think about this podcast, we always say the heartbeat here is always let's apply the gospel truth and let's not be overwhelmed with how we have to like change everything about our lives to start right now with one small act of faithfulness because small acts of faithfulness added up together become great and faithful lives. Yeah. Okay. So what is the one, what is the gospel truth? First of all, what is the gospel truth here this week? Mm, I think we said it toward the beginning, but I'll just repeat it. I think the gospel truth is that when we really truly understand the gospel and how Jesus' birth plays into that bigger story, it does compel a response. Like mm-hmm. we we have to respond in some way. And so it matters because if we just kind of shut down or we hear it, it goes in one ear, not the other, we're missing out on so much of the joy that God provides for us in this season when we will respond, when we do cultivate responses of our heart um, in faith. What so about? what's one small thing? Let's both think this through. You got to go first this okay, time. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. I know, I'm trying to think, like, if if repentance was my hardest response, the one that didn't come naturally, I think my one small thing should probably revolve around that. So I'm trying to think about how, what that should be. Yeah, I mean, even though when we celebrate Thanksgiving, it's super easy for us to be like, let's go around the room and talk about how thankful we are. But I think during the Advent season, my one small thing can really be to counteract every every grumbling of the heart, whether you see it on the outside or not, every <laughs> little like grumble of, oh, I wish 
my faucet didn't drip or I wish everybody would put away their stuff or so many dishes to counteract every single potential complaint or disappointment with a word or a, or acknowledgement of Thanksgiving. Mm. And so that really could change my life if I just choose Mm. to say, okay, even right now, every time one bubbles up to the surface where I'm a little like, I'm so frustrated (laughs) that I immediately say, but, but God, and how will I respond um, in Thanksgiving, even in the circumstance? Yeah. Oh man, that's good. That's really good. I might steal that too. Um, I think let's try it this week. Yeah. How about, how about we just try it and then we check back. I, I'm I'm gonna consciously try it. Who else? I, we can't see you, but raise your hand. I know. Like, who else? I'm like that takes gonna, a lot of discipline, but I think like, it really we, is worth it. Okay, listen, listeners, if you guys join me and Eve and we yes. decide we're gonna do this, where it's like every time during the Advent season, like there's a grumbling, whether it's like not even like major bad stuff, you know, like yeah. it's just like because seriously, there are times when there's true heartache. You're really yeah. grieving. We're not saying don't grieve or don't be sad or don't be <laughs> yeah. hurt. No, no, no. We can have real emotions. Yeah. I'm just talking. I'm just talking about like when I'm kind of like frustrated and I want to kind of complain about something and to immediately counteract that with say like, okay, I know this is not going your way, Ruth, but <laughs> let's look at what God has done and let me yeah. give thanks. If I do that every single time, I would like to track and see. I'm not somebody who Mm. is really good at recording things down, but I would love to know how that changes my heart, how that changes the way I talk to other people. Are the next words out of my mouth going to be different with Troy and the boys? I bet they would. Yeah. And so I would love to know for our listeners, if any of you listening decide to join us, Mm. would you please um, leave a comment or write us an email or just post about it on social, share this episode and just let us know how it's going. I would love to know. Yeah. Let's do it. We're signing up. (laughs) What could change our Advent season? Yeah. Well, friends, if that's not challenge enough for you, no, we're so glad that you joined us for today's episode and we are really excited to hear how things go for you and for us. We promise to share. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend, leave us a review, make sure you're subscribed for all the things to get notifications when next week's episode drops. Thanks for joining us.